In this episode of the Fashion Startup Show, I'm joined by Elle Williamson from the e-commerce assistant who helps small business owners to create successful online stores by teaching them how to use Shopify and Klaviyo. In this episode, we chat about why Klaviyo and Shopify are so great for startup brands, mistakes brand owners make with their websites and email marketing, how the two are intrinsically linked, and Elle shares some amazing tips and insights into how to make more sales online. Welcome to the Fashion Startup Podcast, a show inspiring you to start a fashion brand. I'm your host, Michelle Ramsey, and I'll be sharing my industry knowledge on what it's really like to launch a brand. Join me as I talk about tips and strategies alongside other guest experts and hear real life experiences from founders of recently launched fashion brands. Get inspired and make this the year you follow your dreams. So Elle, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Fashion Startup Show. I'm really excited today to talk all things e-commerce. But before we dive in, I'd love to hear sort of in your own words, a little bit more about you, what you do, how you help people in your background. It's lovely to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm Elle. I uh, founded the e-commerce assistant and that was to my primary goal was to help small and micro businesses to basically sell more online and feel actually more confident with their website and their emails because I think a lot of the time it's just one of those things that you absolutely need to do but you don't really have a clue how to do it so my background is 100% e-commerce it's all the only job I've ever had um, and always within small businesses so not from a big corporate background but actually working I've worked with multiple different small businesses so I've really been able to see like all the goings on and all the like bits and pieces that actually come together it's never just one thing is it it's like all these aspects like all the experts you speak to and people like yourself all these things come together to make a successful online business and then uh yeah I realized I could maybe help some more people if I could when you know I went freelance and self-employed and yeah now I just love to educate people as much as possible on specifically Shopify and Klaviyo for econ businesses Perfect. And I was thinking about it before um, we started recording today's show and I thought I've probably not realised this before, but I would say that 100% every single brand that I've worked with starts off with a website and it's maybe the sort of more accessible way to start off, you know, before people <clears throat> start investing in potentially any kind of bricks and mortar or yeah. wholesale with with other partners etc so yeah I was thinking about it today that every single startup brand that I've worked with starts off with a website and you just sort of touched on it in your introduction there I think a lot of people kind of know that they need to have a website they know that e-commerce and email marketing is super important for their business but just don't really know how to start off or potentially because of the things that they don't know they don't place enough importance on it would you agree with that and would you also sort of give us some ideas of what you think makes um what, the importance of a great site as opposed to you know a, a mediocre site or a <laughs> yeah. sort of email campaign that you have no idea what you're doing with I think absolutely you're right in that like everyone actually needs it that even I haven't actually like that hasn't even dawned on me before like it's kind of a it's going to be essential if you're a small business 
and you want to sell, even if your goal is to be in stores or wholesale or like you're probably going to have some sort of website because you need to build up that brand identity or, or whatever it is. And you're right. Everybody has to start there. And I think there's it's super accessible now to do that. Like, you know, we have tools to to work online like Canva, you know, that make things really easy. And that I think the same goes for something like Shopify and emailing with Clavio. However, it can sometimes almost be, it's so easy, but can also be it's um, comeuppance in that it it's almost looks like it's too easy. And that's where I think those mediocre websites and those mediocre email campaigns come in because actually, if you don't take that time and try and learn, if you're doing it yourself, which is absolutely fine to start with, like that's why it's so great that you can just get started yourself and not invest like huge amounts to begin with when you're like testing the market the doing it yourself is great but it's almost like actually if I don't do certain things it's going to look mediocre it's going to look like everyone else's website so the beauty of Shopify is that you know you get a theme and you kind of edit that theme to look like your brand and to sell your products but what I see a lot is that the theme hasn't really been changed so you know you it looks like a template and we don't want our websites to look like templates we want them to you know, sing and tell the story of our brand. And I think it's really important to try and extract that. So as, you know, the startup brands you work with, they've probably thought about that a lot and they've been planning that in their collections and their actual products. And they've they've probably put so much thought and time and effort into kind of the why of the product. And then it's almost like there's this barrier suddenly, this door comes up and it's like, oh wait, I have to actually, I have to put that on my website. I have to tell people. (laughs) Definitely. I see it all the time. And I sometimes think it's two different angles that people come from. I think, first of all, people are so focused on the product that, again, it's this sort of afterthought or it's something that, yeah, we'll we'll get to that. And they don't necessarily think, actually, you need to, to build this and do it correctly. But also this attitude of, I say this a lot, people have probably heard me say this a lot, but if (laughs) if you build it, they will come. Just this idea of the push is so heavy on the product that people almost forget that then they need to go out and make people aware of their brand and and their, their products. What reasons do you think that people don't sell or market their brand? Obviously, I've just touched on a couple Mm. of But what do you think that it is that holds people back? I think it is hard. Like, I think essentially for most people, selling is hard. It doesn't come naturally to everyone. And I think what I've seen from clients I've worked with, people I speak to, it doesn't often come naturally to someone that is creative, that has come, you know, I couldn't come up with a product from nowhere. That's not my skill set. And I think that a lot of the, if you, you know, label yourself a creative, you know, someone who's created something from nothing, the then selling part is normally just really, really hard. And I think it's fine to think that. But I also think in, if you can reframe the selling, um, and I talk about this a lot, people have probably heard me say this, if you can kind of reframe selling to helping, that can sometimes help. So like you just touched on all this love and care that goes into the product and like all of, all the details, you know, you have to get into such details, don't you, when you're creating especially a fashion uh, yeah. brand. All you've got to do is almost make that switch to then like explain and help and describe and tell. So 
I often talk uh, to clients about that. You know, have you told someone it has this feature or does this and how it can actually help them and benefit them? And they're like, oh, no, I didn't I didn't think to do that. And I think, yeah, there's this massive barrier because selling feels hard and a bit ick and a bit like, oh, you know, I don't really want to do that. But I think you you have to quite early on accept (laughs) that you have to do that. Uh, you know, we don't naturally, most people don't naturally like to sort of talk about themselves a lot and big themselves up. It's really, it is hard. But I think as a small business and a startup, the more you can like share your story, who you are, why you've created this brand, there's usually an amazing reason um, from the brands I've worked with. There's, There's so much that they can share. If you can share that and get used to that quite early on, I think that's one of those things that we touched on at the start that can actually go from like mediocre, boring website to like, wow, this this story is amazing. It's storytelling, isn't it, essentially? Yes, and that's what people connect with. I love that. I love the way that reframe that into, you know, because it, it can seem scary. It can seem really overwhelming. But that reframing of it into almost customer service and yeah, yeah and just sort of helping your customers understand you as a brand, you as a brand owner, your products, what they do, how they're going to help improve their lives, why they need to, you know, buy your products over over the next um, brand's products. But yeah, I think 100% I'm with you on that. I think storytelling is so powerful and it's what, what connects us, isn't it? It's what makes, uh, makes it interesting and it's what people want to find out about. So yeah, I really love that idea of how to kind of reframe that from being an overwhelming task mm. to just sort of using things that you already know about your business yeah. it's not it's just sharing it isn't that's it that's beyond your your um your powers isn't it yeah and I think you know the big brands do do it I think yeah. we think they're just selling oh it's sale this buy this buy that but actually if you look brands like like heritage British brands M&S John Lewis like look at them they are storytelling. They are selling like they obviously it is a lot of the time selling their history and like things like that. But they they are doing it. They don't have to work quite as hard because we all know them. So there's not that like, you know, we don't talk about the founder so much of, of John Lewis, but they are doing it. So I feel like you can also take inspiration from them and you can actually see it, can't you, in like real life. It's like, webs- you know, people ask me about websites and I'm like, they're not hiding. They're all out there. Go and look, go and take inspiration from big and small brands and see what they're doing and, and how you'll probably see another website and their selling techniques. You'll probably think that's great. But, but, but sometimes when you want to do it yourself, you get that. That's when you get that like, oh gosh, no, I can't, I can't, I can't possibly sell myself. <laughs> I think sometimes as well as business owners, we almost create or make ourselves that barrier don't we and it is it's hard it's it's very difficult I remember when I very first started to make videos and put free content out there and it does feel very surreal but it's also one of those things I think you like need to rip plaster off and just do it and find out what works for you as well so not everything that you see other people doing will be appropriate to you but it's just Mm. sort of trying things isn't it and finding out what you feel comfortable with what what your customers yes but I think that's that's the key is just sort of making making sure that you understand that there are these techniques and there are things that you can do without being I want to say that really cliched example of you know like a pushy car salesman or something like that 
But that so, is what we all think yeah. of, isn't it? When we think it sales is. and it's just right. doesn't have to be that way. I, that That's, that's just not what I see sort of in day to day, whether it's e- a small brand's emails coming through their website, their Instagram, whatever, like it, it definitely, I, sometimes I don't even feel sold to, like I, I genuinely, it is to me, it's like sharing that sharing the story and sharing that and being helpful like we said that customer service angle I think is really important yeah so why don't we go back to the idea of sort of brands setting up and maybe starting off their website as a DIY or making some investments into somebody like yourself Mm. that can help them you know navigate the whole e-commerce side of things so you work specifically with Shopify what are the advantages of Shopify? Why do you love it? Why do you recommend it to your clients? So to begin with, it's so accessible for when you're starting out. I know that not everyone is, you know, really comfortable with tech. So that that might think, you know, you get to that point where you're planning your website and you think, oh gosh, I just can't, you know, I'm not a techie person. I truly, truly believe like you don't need to be to use Shopify. And I think that's one of its main advantages compared to something else that you might see like WordPress and using WooCommerce, that's probably the another similar option is that that is more technical and you probably will need a developer to work on that site for you. Um, whereas Shopify, if you're happy to, you can totally, totally make and create and manage yourself. So I think there's that beauty of just like, you can just get started. Obviously you might need a little bit of help finding your way around and things like that, and that's fine, but it's really, really easy to use and 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 is a great starting point but it's also it can also grow with you like you can grow to you know million pound turnover like whatever your goals are there are huge businesses using shopify there's different levels of like what you use shopify for like different packages but it basically will grow with you you wouldn't ever need to sort of move away from it and it's a platform that is built for e-commerce so another platform you might have looked at is something like squarespace which I see plenty of, you know, websites selling products from, but Squarespace isn't, hasn't been made as like an e-com platform. So lots of service-based businesses, websites might be using that. And it is, it has got a very lovely look and feel about it. So I know I can see why people are drawn to it, but it doesn't, what I find is people will come to me and they're like, oh, I can't now change my shipping settings to what I want. And I can't do bundles. And it's that like, almost that, if you're at that point of like, oh, next level stuff, I'm sort of ready to go take the e-com side of my business and take it further and push it harder that's when that sort of platform you'll be like oh can't really do that where Shopify it you can just add an app or you can you know upgrade your theme like there's lots of things you can do it's got the shipping settings inbuilt it's kind of there when you need it you don't have to use all these things straight away definitely not but it will grow with you so I you know personally I know someone else could argue the opposite but for me I have just found that it's just the easiest and best platform for someone who wants to like their main thing is selling products online. That's if that's your main goal, I really do think it's the platform you should choose. Yeah. And I think it's that sort of difference, isn't it, between your website just looking aesthetically gorgeous, Mm -hmm. you know, because I kind of I don't know that much about websites, but for me, when I see Squarespace for me it's the sort of Instagram equivalent you know it's yeah. got a real aesthetic look to it and and they they look gorgeous but yeah then it's sort of well does does the functionality then do what you need it to do because at the end of the day 
it's not just about things looking great is it it's about selling it's about yeah. having that business so yeah I love that so we're gonna talk a little bit about Clavio as well but before we do I wanted to kind of touch on what your thoughts are about you know the fact that your e-commerce and your email marketing are intrinsically linked and I often see with with startup brands and and we kind of had a, a little chat about this as I think a lot of people think e-commerce is kind of in one bucket website mm. that kind of thing and then your email marketing as being something completely different and it not having that link and the fact that the two two kind of go hand in hand mm. would you agree with that do you see that with your clients yeah absolutely that's one of the reasons that I kind of try and specialize in both which can sometimes yeah. be quite hard for me um but I 100% I think I've always seen them like that um I think talking to you recently has like made it actually clearer for me and that you kind of can't have one without the other you need that channel to sell your products to and talk to your customer through because all the other marketing channels that you might be using and that's fine I you know I totally agree that you should be working on your Instagram or your Pinterest whatever the sort of thing is that you're going to focus on because you just can't focus on everything the email marketing should be like the non-negotiable and what I have found is that it's not the non-negotiable it's the thing that's way down the list of Oh I, oh, I was going to start email marketing, but I haven't yet. But uh, but then I'll look and they're on Instagram every day. And I'm like, why can't you just spend <laughs> some of your time and move away from Instagram for 10 minutes a day or whatever it is and, and focus on email? Because you own that channel. It's an owned marketing channel. So you're, if you can grow your email list, you can email them whenever you want. You can talk to them whenever you want. You can ask for feedback. Like I think people forget that it's a two-way communication as well. Like you can get replies to your emails. You can ask your customers questions. You can do polls. You can do all kind of all the things you can so easily do on Instagram and build up that community and that conversation. You can do that on email, but the but the beauty of it is it's your email list. And and I think your point about the link between the two, the the sort of aesthetic, the visual look, the feel of the two is really important as well. So having that whatever look and feel you've kind of created on your website through the branding the tone of voice the imagery the, the user experience that needs to be reflected within your email as close as possible as well because we really want people to feel like they're in the same place there's a lot of you know a lot of selling, selling online is to do with a feeling usually really hard for me to articulate it'll be like oh I just don't feel that that's very good but it you'll find if you like next time you're online you're shopping on a small business and you're in you know signed up for their emails just see how you feel you know is that does that pop-up look the same does the e first email from them feel like it's from the same company because sometimes I'll get an email and it it doesn't look anything like I'm expecting and then I'll be like oh unsubscribe or just delete and I don't engage so it's really yeah there's such an intrinsic link it really is so important to just get started from day one with that email yeah I totally agree with with that sort of link as well um I've had it before where I've maybe signed up for something and I love to subscribe to, to <laughs> me too subscriber, so yeah. <laughs> but then sometimes especially if it's not a regular email you'll mm. get something and that disconnect aesthetically is just so far away that sometimes you're kind of like, who, who is this? Did I yeah. actually sign up? What is this for? And then you kind of 
do a bit of digging and then remember what it was but you know your customers especially if you're trying to sell something then they're not there to to do that are they you know and and so yeah just and I totally get what you mean about that feeling it's that it's just part of that whole user experience isn't it Mm. it's kind of that the sort of digital equivalent to somebody walking into a bricks and mortar store you want them to have that similar experience so with email marketing, I know, again, that you specialize in Clavio. What's so great about Clavio? Why do you recommend that for um, your clients? Well, firstly, Shopify themselves now recommend Clavio. So it's kind of like a no-brainer for me to be yeah. like on that same bandwagon. But I think that that might not matter to you as a small business. But what it actually means is they've got this partnership where they're sort of growing together so it means that as Shopify you know and these advancements in these techno companies happen all the time like you know they're constantly evolving changing adding things making it better for you as a merchant so what it means is that the data between Shopify and Clavio is I've not seen it better anywhere else so you obviously when you link up your email marketing platform to your website there will be some form of data going between the two but the the beauty of Clavio is that the data that you get from Shopify is just, it's just like everything you could ever need. So you can find out so much more about your customers and then you can target them in a more personal way. So you can send emails to people that have sent, uh, bought a certain product or spent a certain amount. So it's all about that really personalized marketing rather than this like mass email send which you, you're still going to do. You're still going to you know, send your list an email saying we're on sale because everyone might want to know that. But you can really become more personal in, in your emails. And I think consumers are appreciating that more now that we get so many emails a day. Like I get, it's insane how many emails I get. And I have like four or five inboxes. So if I see an email that's like personalized to me, yes, name, you know, personalized to my name, but also like has a relevance to me so they know that brand knows something about me I know it sounds like weird and kind of creepy and a bit like uh stalkery but actually it's really nice to get those emails for someone to say you know for a kid's brand to send me an email knowing that I've got you know a kid that's about to finish school today and they're saying oh here's some summer holiday things that's great if I just had toddlers or babies that's less going to be less relevant to me so it's all about relevance and Clavio enable you to do that it's also a lovely platform to use you can create beautiful emails I think again it is easy to use it takes a little bit of finding your way around but it is I do feel like it's got an ease of use that some of the other marketing platforms don't have and again it's like it will grow with you you won't need to change platform and changing platforms can be really hard whether it's a website emails or or whatever whatever system you're using it's it's hard it's a hard thing to do so if you can just start with something that grows with you i think that's always the best option isn't it 100% i've changed my emails <laughs> years and it was it was an absolute nice hard Sounds like yeah. it's going to be a really oh yeah i'll just change it and yeah just yeah the whole thing was a bit of an ordeal yeah exactly yeah and i think sometimes as well with as business owners, we've got so many jobs and responsibilities to do. That is the type of thing that if it's a completely overwhelming task, mm. to do, then you just won't do it. You'll just stick with something that's clunky and doesn't yeah. with you. And I think because people don't send emails anyway, like, you know, going back to email marketing is a non-negotiable, but for, for some 
for so many, it's not. It's at the bottom of their list. So if you can use a platform that makes email marketing easier and then makes you do it more, that's got to be a winner. And I do think, you know, if you set Clavio up right, if you've got templates to use, if you've got flow set up, I'm probably saying words that people don't understand right now. But if you get it all in like, and it's really the basics, but if you get it all working, I feel like you're more inclined to then go in and send those emails. And that is like so important that it's easy for you. I'm all about ease in everything, making things easier for people. So yeah, I think that comes, that's a huge part of it as well. So let's talk about mistakes that people make. So it just the same in my business. I see people make the same mistakes. You know, people come to me and it's kind of like things stick out like a sore thumb over and over again. What would you say are your sort of top three things that you see people make mistakes with with e-commerce? Well, definitely not having an email list is is a big one. Or if they do, perhaps they've got their pop up and you're signing up, which is wonderful. You know, you're gaining subscribers, but then nothing happens. So either there is no welcome email like we just spoke about or there is a welcome email and then crickets and nothing. That's really that's really bad because it just means that when you do send someone an email, they're they're not really going to know who you are. Like you kind of it. And I think that's probably goes back to this barrier of why people don't do it, because you almost have to commit to doing it and, and almost never stopping till the end of time, because it's about consistency as well as like just appearing in the inbox. So I think in terms of email marketing, that's probably the biggest mistake. So either not doing it at all or kind of doing it, but never then really using that amazing asset. In terms of the websites, I think I kind of already touched on it, but having that very templatey website. So having used a Shopify theme and not changed anything. So it it's it just feels almost soulless. It doesn't feel like your brand. I don't get like your brand vibe, your brand energy, like what you're about. If you change none of the settings of a theme and you don't add even like your brand colors or your fonts, like if you just leave it blank and, and pop some products on and a logo, that that's probably the biggest mistake of all because it's you are going to struggle to sell your products, especially if it's your own brand and you're not selling like other brands because you really have to get people to buy into your brand and you're probably not doing that by not changing things. The other mistake I would say is not putting enough focus onto product pages. Obviously we haven't really spoke about product pages. I could do a whole hour's talk on product pages, but I see more often than not that the homepage might look nice. You know, all that's had a lot of thought. I can see collection pages obviously is that is that link between the two. And then I get to the product page and it's almost blank. It's almost like there's a product image. Great. There's a name, there's a price, you know, all those things you would expect and an added to cart button and not almost nothing else. And I think if I could give any, anyone the top tip of advice, it would be focus on your product pages, start building your product pages before you do your homepage. Don't even worry about that. Like that's easy, but your product page is literally where you convert someone. It, I mean, obviously it's checkout, but like you need them to add to cart. And your product page is where that happens. And that links directly back to what we were saying at the start in that you have to sell, you have to talk about yourself, you have to sell the benefits and the beauty of your product. And that is on the product page. So that's one of the biggest mistakes I see. Yeah, just just product pages in general, <laughs> the whole product page. 
What about, so you've already given us some amazing advice there, but if someone's listening to this and they're at the very beginning, just kind of starting out, so maybe they're in the process of designing their collection or maybe they're getting their samples made just now and they're thinking, okay, I know I need to get started on my e-commerce. I know I need to start with email marketing. What would be your top tips for people just starting out? I would definitely allow more time than you think. A lot of people come to me like, oh, I'm going to start my website and I'm going to launch in four weeks. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is not (laughs) enough time. So give yourself more time than you think to kind of do the work. Just like literally doing the website build or the email marketing setup, more time than you think. And also like give yourself like a research period. I'm sure if you've created a, a collection, a fashion collection, you've done a huge amount of research into the products themselves, the fabrics, the things you're sourcing. I bet there's been so much research but I wonder how much research has been done online, like looking at websites. So that whether that's competitors, small or big, whether that's just looking at websites that you like to shop on. I always ask my one-to-one clients when I do like an onboarding, like what, what are your favorite websites? Because that, you know, you're often your own target market. So to know what websites you like to shop on um, can give you inspiration and ideas for your own website. So definitely a period of, yeah, just, shopping online and like seeing what works seeing what puts you off seeing what you like to give you that inspiration and also because things change really quickly and websites can look out of date quite quickly if you look now I think you're going to start to see like the current sort of not necessarily trends with e-commerce but like the things that are really working online um especially for the bigger brands like they're putting a lot of money into optimizing their websites so if you go on and you go, oh, I love what they've done with, you know, those icons on the product page to highlight USPs. It's like, great, note that down because you'll be able to do that on Shopify. So I think those two things, and that's even before getting started, I suppose, but I do think there's a lot of almost pre-work that needs to be done. And I'm sure it's the same with, with, you know, with you and your clients. Definitely. I think sometimes that sort of research period is really undervalued um Mm -hmm. I get a lot of people come to me and they haven't even really worked out who their customer is you know they've got what they want to produce and I think sometimes it can seem a little bit frustrating for for brands when I kind of suggest okay maybe you need to go back and just make sure that you've thought about competitors and the marketplace and Yeah, but exactly the same thing. I think people really underestimate the value in that because kind of understanding that and knowing who you're trying to speak to and what it is that you're trying to put out there then sort of gives you a whole host of tools that you can use in your business from the product side right through to your marketing. So yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I think as well, branding, if you can have, even if it is DIY, that's fine, but give yourself um or get someone to give yourself almost the brand guidelines so like these are the colors we will use these are the fonts because I do have some clients where they don't really have that and it is a lot harder to build a website with like nothing and also to build a website that has that look and feel and that real deep feeling of the brand so I think that is kind of a non-negotiable as well and like I said it doesn't have to be that you outsource that if you can't afford it at this stage it can be you've done it yourself but just like like you said that really links back to your customer as well doesn't it like who you're selling to who and who they are because the the colors are gonna you know obviously I'm not a brand designer but the the, the feel of the brand and the look 
yeah is totally reflected in the customer so I think it's it's also interlinked isn't it all these things definitely and going back to what you were saying before as well about how your website should be reflected in your email marketing and should be reflected in your social media again those brand guidelines can just really help everything become you know very succinct and yeah eyes together and people recognize your brand from the get-go instead of it just being you know I think one of the things that I see with branding kind of going off on a real talk <laughs> one of the things that I see with with branding is Canva is brilliant mm. but also people kind of have the sort of shiny new object syndrome as well where you know Canva releases some great new templates and people just kind of yeah on that but don't you know customize them to then reflect their brand guidelines you end up with a social media um page that kind of looks as if it's jumping about all over Mm. the place because again there's not that consistency so yeah totally agree with that so Elle you offer a whole host of services done for you and DIY Tell us how people can work with you and if there's anything that you've got coming up in your business that you'd love to shout about. So I work with one-to-one clients and I'll do all the work for you if that's what you want. So obviously a startup, a brand might have factored that into their budgets and they might want to just outsource that part of the of their start of their journey. So I were, I can build your Shopify site. I always say it's with you. I call it done for you, but I, I do think it really is a collaboration because it's your brand, it's your story, it's your products. I just almost bring it to life on a website. And the same with Clavio email marketing. If you want someone just to get that all set up for you, I can do that. Absolutely no problem. The other way I work one-to-one with clients is through like bespoke training. So they, it's kind of a halfway house, I suppose, between doing it yourself totally and me doing it for you in that we kind of do it together. So it's you might already have a website and you kind of think, mm, I know it's not good and I need someone to tell me what's wrong with it. So that's sort of like an audit and then training block with me. So, you know, calls to kind of go through what you can do better and how to do it. Because I think that's the really important part of emails and websites. You need to know the how. It's not just the what. So I love doing that. And then I have two online courses that I am actually recording for at the moment. So my aim was always online courses, but they're a lot harder to put together than I probably ever realized. Um, So one is on Shopify. It's less on starting on Shopify and more for when you've got that sort of basic site and you want to take it to the next level and kind of increase user experience. And then the Clavio is just like a, yeah, get started with Clavio. So they are hopefully going to be out in September. So kind of got the three ways that people can work with me. So it depends on, I guess, budget and how you like to work. But yeah, maybe if it's Shopify and Clavio, then I'd be happy to chat to anyone. Perfect. And where can people find you? Uh, mainly on Instagram, hanging out. So the e-commerce assistant on Instagram and obviously my website, theecommerceassistant.com. But I'm always happy to have a chat in the DMs or comments. And I do send a weekly email as well with lots of helpful tips and advice and kind of sort of news ecom news but only the stuff you need to hear you know I don't go into too much detail it's just those little highlights that actually you might think oh that's quite useful so that's a good good way of keeping in touch as well yeah and big shout out to your newsletter and <laughs> on your list and I love it it's got such great things um you know tips and advice and like you say just you. Got things going on in ecom yeah I'm about to write it now so <laughs> I'm a bit late this week but I like to I have to do it like I'm not really a scheduler. 
And I kind of have to do it each week because, you know, like I said, things happen fast in tech. You know, there might be something that's happened yesterday and I want to talk about it today. So yeah, it is very, it's written sort of in the moment, but I think that works, that works well. Well, I'll link all of your um, links to your website and your social media in the show notes. But Elle, just want to say a huge thank you for coming on the show today. You've given us such value and such great insights into the world of e-commerce for startups. So thank you ever so much. I've really enjoyed this episode. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Fashion Startup Show. And make sure you subscribe and like the show so you never miss an episode. If you're considering launching a fashion brand, but you feel like you're just not sure where to start, then visit my website where you can book a free chat to see how I can help you get started. You can find me at thefashionexpert.com or on Instagram and Facebook at thefashionexpertuk.